Would you go with me in the Word of God tonight to Second um, Peter? Second Peter, Chapter One. Second Peter, Chapter One. As you're turning there again, just a reminder: Sunday, we will have, we will go to a two-service format for capacity's sake. Uh, we'll send out a message uh, in the next, probably send it out on Saturday. So keep an eye out that will allow you to uh, designate if you're going to try to, if you think the nine o'clock or the eleven o'clock. That will help us as we start looking forward with classes and things like that. So, um, but we're excited about what the Lord's doing. And please continue in prayer about location. Uh, I was waiting on the Lord again about that this morning, and I'm confident He has a plan. I, I'll say this. As I was praying about that this morning, I found myself uh, saying these things. God, deliver me from what I think a solution might be. You know, we can have preconceived ideas. Well, this is what, here we are again, this is what we need. We can have preconceived ideas. And in so doing, we can limit God. And so as I was praying about that this morning, I said, Lord, there's nothing going on that you're not aware of. And so I don't want to do what seems like the thing to do if it's not what you're. I want the leading of the Holy Ghost. Whatever you're doing in all of this, we want the will and the plan of God unfolding. Amen? And so as we're praying about this, um, unless the Lord just leads you that way, don't just say, God, give us another place. I'm praying, God, help us understand your will in this season, where we are and where we're going. Lead us in it. Does that make sense? I'm not saying he won't lead us to another place. I just don't want to be confined to thinking, the only solution is another place. Who knows what he's got in store? Who knows? Amen. If you'd have been chopping wood with somebody's borrowed axe and the axe head fell off and sunk in the river, you'd have thought the only option is to dive in or go down to the hardware store and buy another one. God's plan was that the prophet of God would do something and the axe head would begin to swim. Read it in your Bible. It doesn't say the axe head floated. It says the axe head swam. We can limit God by thinking in the finite. And it's difficult for us to think beyond or, and thinking in the natural. It's difficult for us to think outside of that. So we have to enter into a place in prayer in the spirit where we seek to align with the will of God and go, what do you want to do? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I felt the Lord just sort of check me this morning in prayer when I was praying about it. 
okay, God, whatever you want to do. Amen? Praise God. Are you there? Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. And uh, let's just start with the, at the top of that chapter, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. He's writing to the church here. You see this? He's writing to the church. To them that have obtained like precious faith with us. How did that, how was that faith obtained? Through the righteousness of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Anybody like a little grace and peace multiplied in your life? I was on a video conference call today uh, at work. And uh, there's a major project that we're undertaking. And one of, the, one of the key figures on the project said, hey, we're learning some stuff through this. So we could all use some grace. And uh, I could not help myself. I, I chimed in and I said, we can all do good with grace. And uh, one of my coworkers that was on there sort of shot me a glance because they probably understood where I was coming from. But I just, uh, grace and peace, Peter said, be multiplied to you. How, how does grace and peace get multiplied to you and I? Interested in multiplied grace, multiplied peace. Here's one of the ways that happens. Through the knowledge of God. In Jesus our Lord. Now that doesn't just mean, oh yeah, I know who God is, so now I've got. No, I come to know him. And as I fellowship him through prayer and his word and I spend time with him. I gain knowledge of him. I know him. my wife and I in a couple of weeks here or so are celebrating 30 years of marriage. I know her far more now than I did 30 years ago. Now, if you would have asked me 30 years ago, do you know her? I would say, yeah, that's why I want to marry her. But now I really know her. And so we have multiplied things in our relationship as a result now of 30 years of knowing one another. Does that make sense? Okay, that's in the natural. So the scripture tells us, the apostle Peter tells us, you want to have multiplied grace and peace in your life? It comes to you through the knowledge of God. As you spend time with him and you come to know him more and more and more. As you fellowship him, his grace is multiplied in your life. His peace is multiplied in your life. Well, how does peace multiply? I'll tell you how peace multiplies. We can read in Isaiah 9 and 6, of course, the very familiar passage of Scripture, unto us a, son is, a child is born, a son is given. His name, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. Verse 7 says, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Same peace. So how is that peace multiplied? Well, as we come to know the Lord more, we learn to trust Him and have relationship with Him. 
and we're willing to allow him to govern areas of our life that we used to always try to govern on our own. You with me? And when he begins governing my life, I have peace. If there, I'm trying to go somewhere, but we're sort of stuck in verse 2 at the moment. If there are areas in your life and my life where I don't have peace, please hear me right now. If there are areas in your life or in my life where I just don't have peace, it's a pretty strong indicator that more likely than not, the Lord is not governing that area of your life. I haven't given it to him to govern. I'm still trying to govern it. Peace of the increase of his government and peace. They're together. There will be no end. So grace and peace are multiplied through the knowledge of the Lord. This is going to be important as we read just a couple more verses. Verse 3. Watch. Oh, by the way, we're just reading one sentence here tonight. In case you're watching, we're just reading one sentence tonight. We're just going to talk about this one sentence. And we're still reading it. Verse number three. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things, not just some things, all things that pertain to to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him. Here's that repeat. You see that repeated again? Through the knowledge of Him. We can read over those words and we can think, oh, okay, so I need to get more knowledge. I need to get more knowledge. Yes, but not knowledge in the sense of learning and education knowledge. Knowledge in the sense of coming to know Him, relationship with Him, fellowship with Him, spending time with Him. That's how I come to knowledge of him. My wife can start to say something, and every once in a while I can finish her sentence. I can say stuff, and every once in a while she can finish my sentence. Oftentimes if I start to say something, instead of her finishing my sentence, she says, don't say that. She'll stop me before I finish because she knows something. Right? Some of you know what I'm talking about. What is that? that? We've got this knowledge of one another. Not, we didn't go, okay, is there a manual that comes with you, dear, that I could read? Because I really am not figuring this out. But we read these words, knowledge of him, here from Peter, and we sort of think in terms of education and learning that way. That's not what Peter's talking about. He's talking about knowledge from depth of relationship. Does this make sense tonight? So... Do you see the benefits? Grace and peace are multiplied through knowing Him. I'm only going to know Him by spending time with Him. Through prayer, through the Word, through fellowship with His body. I'm going to come to know Him more. And then grace and peace are multiplied. And because of the multiplied grace and peace of God, that comes because of His divine power has given us all things. Everybody say all things. That's important. What is his divine power? I can't help but think of Acts chapter 1 and 8. But you shall receive 
power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The very Spirit of God. Okay, so by divine power. When you and I are baptized with the gift of the Holy Ghost, when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we receive divine power. Can we agree with that statement? We receive divine power. The indwelling Spirit of God now lives here. And so we understand from the Word, His divine power, not our own power, not our own ability, His divine power has given us all things, not some things, not a few things, not all things that pertain to life and to godliness. If I'm struggling with godliness... It's probably because I'm not drawing from his divine power. But everything I need for life and godliness is, is that what the word says? All things? Okay. Through what? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Same sentence. Notice there's a colon there. He's not finished with the sentence yet. See, sometimes we read and we separate verses out. We have to understand this is one thought that was being conveyed by the Spirit of God through the the writer. Verse 4. Whereby. So we're seeing this building upon from the knowledge of the Lord. Grace and peace are multiplied. Divine power gives us all things pertaining to life and godliness. All of this is a result of knowledge and relationship with Him. And as this builds upon, whereby are given to us. Great and precious promises. Why has he given us great and precious promises? Well, we got to finish the sentence. That by these, by these great and precious promises, these promises that come through divine power, these promises that come by multiplied grace and peace, by these great and precious promises, you and I might be partakers of the divine Nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. All of that, this knowing him, so grace and peace is multiplied. This knowing him so that we have all things that pertain to life and godliness from divine power. All of that gives us great and precious promises for what purpose? That by these by His grace, by His peace, by His divine power, by the knowledge of Him, by all of this, by His promises, we would be partakers of the divine nature of God. Why does that matter? Here's why. We are all born with a human nature. Yes? We all have human nature. And human nature condescends to the lowest level. It seeks to satisfy self. Human nature. Human nature. But the desire of God as we come to know Him, as we spend time with Him, as we fellowship Him, through prayer and His Word and through the body, as you and I do this, our nature can be changed 
to where I no longer do that which I would do in my human nature, but now I do that which is of God's nature. A nature change. Some people want circumstantial change. They want situational change. They want financial change. They want, you, you fill in the blank. I wish this would, you know what we really, really need in this day and hour? We need a nature change. A change from my human nature and following after my human nature and living according to my human nature to taking on and being a partaker of the divine nature of God. Hear me. The Spirit of the Lord, the power of God, will only fully operate through His nature. This is why this matters. He will only fully operate through His nature. Again, Acts 1 and 8. You shall receive power. That word there in the Greek is dunamis, specifically miraculous power, supernatural power. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is an impartation of divine power. But unfortunately, it's rare that someone receives the Holy Ghost and then day after day begins walking, laying hands on the sick and they recover, begins walking and doing these supernatural things, doing these things that we read in the Word. Why is that? Is there something wrong with the Holy Ghost that someone received? No, I don't know. No, there's nothing wrong. What is it? The spirit and the power of God cannot just operate through our human nature. We don't know how to handle the power of God. And so our nature has to be changed for the power of God to flow uninhibited. Is this, is this making sense? I'm going to give you some examples here. Uh, maybe try to give you some analogies to draw some. So we have to have a nature change. And our, our nature change can only come one way. Knowledge of Him. Time with Him. Fellowship Him. Knowing Him. I, I, I keep reflecting on the example. My wife and I have been married all of these years. I think she could tell you, I would say of her, she's not here tonight, so I can really pick on her, uh, that in the 30 years of marriage, both of our natures have changed. When we first got married, I was pretty selfish. I wasn't into this, like, what's in this for us? I was like, what's in this for me? Right? That's human nature. I have needs, I have desires, I don't want to be alone, I, and so I'm going to find a wife. That's selfish. Not necessarily wrong, right? It's not good for man to be alone. But that's my selfish nature. 
after 30 years of marriage, I get joy out of doing things that please her that I may not necessarily enjoy doing. I don't want to do that all the time. I'm not all the way there yet. Right? But I, I'm not pinning flowers here. I'm just giving you an example. In, in our trip that we took uh, just, just recently here, one day, I said, maybe you just want to go shopping. we got a free afternoon. Why, why don't we just? And so we went shopping. I don't mind shopping necessarily so much if it's in small doses. And uh, we walked around. We looked at the ladies' dresses. We walked in. And, you know, the, these stores, the men's department is about the size of a shoebox, and the ladies' department is about the size of an Apple warehouse. And so we, we went, and we were, we were looking and Every designer in the book had dresses, right? So we were walking. It was the time. And so we're, I'm like, well, babe, what about this? Yeah. And so this true story, by the time we got to the dressing room, I had four or five dresses laid over my arm. And, I, and you know what? I was just enjoying myself. I really was. You know why I was enjoying myself? Why? I was with her. I was with her. She was enjoying it. That was not my nature 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I'm like, baby, why don't you do that? I'll be over there, right, like at the sporting goods store or something. And when you're done, just text me. And I'll probably be in the car and probably would have went and grabbed lunch. And I'll, but I'll be there. But, you know, you know, I had, and you know what? I sat down outside the dressing room. She went in and tried to, she came out and she sort of did a little modeling for me. And we talked about I went back across the store to trade out some dresses. Again, I'm not pinning. I'm giving you an example of my nature change. It's the only reason I'm telling you that. That wasn't my nature 30 years ago. But as we've come to know each other, I know what pleases her. So my nature changes to what pleases her. Now, with the Lord, it's far different. We take on his nature so we please the Father. Okay, this only comes by spending time with him. There is no learn three verses and memorize those and then you've got it and you know him. No, 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 no. It's from time and fellowship. And so there comes a nature change. Watch. If I had a. Well, here the other a few weeks ago, you guys know that trees out there gone, right? It's been gone a few weeks now. That tree got. Cut down, sawed down. Brother Jacinto got a chainsaw and just went at it. Different ones at different times. We climbed up in that tree, did all kinds of goofy stuff. Cut that tree down. Now, uh, Brother Adrian was here that day, right? And his son was with us, uh, Damon. Damien, Damien, Damien. Damien was here as well. And Damien was running branches and everywhere. Now, Damien looked like a pretty strapping young man. You know, how old is he? 11? Yeah, okay. So 10 years old, almost 11. And I have no doubts that at 10 years old, Damien could have picked up that chainsaw. It wasn't super heavy. You with me? I have no doubts he could have picked it up and squeezed that trigger and made the chain move. I have no doubts he probably could have put it against that tree and it would have done something. We'd have been foolish 
if we'd have put that chainsaw in his hand and said, let's see what you can do. Right? His nature. He doesn't have, He may have the power to hold it and to squeeze. and to, He may have the power to do those things. But through a child's nature and understanding, that would be very dangerous. Even though he may have the power to do it. Are you with me? He may have the power to hold it, to squeeze it, to put it into that tree. But I promise you, every one of us would have been like, why would you put that much power in a child's hands? He still has a child's nature. Okay. Now, that may not be the best example, but that's what happens with us. God fills us with the Holy Ghost, but we still have our human nature. And I think, dear God, I mean, do you understand when you receive the baptism of the gift of the Holy Ghost, you and I have the power of God available to operate and flow through our lives. This is why this is why the Gospel of Mark records that when you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You'll take up serpents and they'll not harm you. If you drink any deadly thing anymore, you'll speak in other tongues. Why, why is that? Because there's this residing power of God in you. But the Lord doesn't say, here, let me change your whole nature, and then I'll give you the Holy Ghost. The Lord gives you and I the Holy Ghost. We receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you know what the idea is? The idea is I realize the presence and power of the living God. He now lives in me, and it should do something to me that says, I want to know him more than I've ever known. Now that he dwells in me, I want to fellowship with him every opportunity I can. And I come to know him and I start losing my nature and I take on the nature of him. I become a partaker of the divine nature. And then when the power of God operates, it's not operating through Martine nature or Raphael nature or Joel nature, it's now operating through Christ's nature. I've watched people operate under the power of God in their human nature. I've watched it do a lot of damage along the way. Because people had the gifts of God. And they got used to operating with the gifts and the power of God. But they got comfortable and they reverted back to operating in their human nature. And I watched it damage people. I'm finishing here. What is this about the nature of God? We think a lot about his power. But more often than not, we miss that it's about God's nature. Moses at the burning bush. Lord, who do I say sent me? What was the Lord's response? I am. I am that I am. Is that what he said? I am. If we were to put it in the context of how we can often think, we would say that the response was, I do. I do. That's power. 
power does, the power to do. He didn't say, I do. He said, I am. I am is his, that's his nature. That's who he is. I do is what he does. You see the difference? This is important. This is not just semantics. He said, I am. Now, we re-recorded in John 3.16, for God so loved the world, right? That was an expression. But we read in 1 John, God is love. 1 John, 2 John, 3. One of those three. God is love. That's not what he does, right? That's who he is. That's his very nature. So when his power operates, this is why, this is why when you read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, 1 Corinthians 12 is all about the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 14 is about spiritual gifts. But 1 Corinthians 13 is about love. Because the plan and the purpose of God is that the spiritual gifts, His power, the demonstration of the power of God, would always operate through the nature of God. And His nature is love. An attribute of His nature is God is love. And so His plan and His purpose, His intent, is that the gifts of the Spirit would always operate through the love of God. That's an example of the power flowing through the nature of God. This is why His nature is so important. He said, I am, not I do. We read in Exodus 26, the scripture tells us the first time we find the recording, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. That wasn't describing what he does. Jehovah Rapha was not a name given to what he does. Jehovah Rapha is an expression of who he is. It is his nature to heal. We need to understand, it's his nature to heal, not just what he can do. It's his very nature. When you look at the different Jehovah's, I know there's only one Jehovah. When you look at the different revelations of Jehovah in the Old Testament, when you look at Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace, the Lord your peace. Peace is not something he just gives. Peace is his nature. That's in his nature. That's why when he begins to govern our life, there's Peace, because now we're identifying with the nature of God. When you look at Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord, our righteousness. Righteousness is not just something he does. He is his nature. By very nature, God is righteous. And so when we see what Peter wrote, why don't you stand with me? You know I'm finishing here. When we see what Peter wrote in these things, and he twice references knowing the Lord, and it causing multiplied grace and peace, and the ultimate end there in that one sentence the ultimate end in that one sentence being that we would be made partakers of His divine nature. Brother Zario, I want His nature. I want to be a partaker of His divine nature. I don't want it. Minister through my nature. I want ministry to flow through the very nature of God. I don't want to look at my brother or my sister through my human nature. I want the divine nature of God to so permeate my being 
that when I look at a brother or a sister or a soul that's lost, I don't see from human element, but I see from the nature of God. This only comes by knowledge of Him. Would you pray with me right now before we go tonight? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, when by His great power He gives to you and I all things that pertain to life and godliness. When grace and peace are multiplied to you and I through the knowledge of Him, this multiplied grace and peace This divine power that gives us all things pertaining to life and godliness. All of that, all of that comes through knowing Him. And the purpose of all of that, what it's leading to, is the nature of God. Us being partakers of the nature of God. Where the attributes of God consume my life. My human nature dies and the nature of Christ lives. I really believe that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The very nature of God works through my life. The things I do, I don't do in my own effort and ability anymore. But I'm motivated by the nature of God that I've been made a partaker of. Not by my own doing, but by His divine power. Jesus, I pray the working of your word and your spirit to bring about in us a nature change. The working of your word and your spirit to bring about in me a nature change that your power and your word and your ministry can flow uninhibited, freely and fully, accomplishing what you desire. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. A nature change, Father. A nature change, I pray. By your word, I can't produce it, but your word desires desires it. It speaks of it. Oh, to be a partaker. To be a partaker of your divine nature. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. God bless you.